This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. Next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? Jason Curtis, born and raised in Skagit Valley, Washington. Right on, man. Well, I'm in Skagit Valley, Washington right now, so that's kind of funny. Um, I, I actually live in Snohomish County, but uh, visiting my parents up in the concrete area. Um, anyway, Grandmother was postmaster in concrete for oh, years. Oh, no way. Oh, that's awesome. Spent many summers up there. Yeah, it's a fun community. Um, it is. Hey, man, uh, let's talk about hiking the uh, the Pacific Crest Trail. I believe you just did that this summer. Yeah, um, somewhat accidentally. We went uh, south this year. All right. Well, is that because of time issues or, or what's up? Um, a little bit. It, uh, the I uh, give a little story. I, I hiked the Appalachian Trail uh, uh, two years ago. I had a friend that I met on the trail that was planning on hiking the PCT this this year going south with his son. So I told him I'd give him a ride up to the trail and uh, visit with him when he when he came over here. And uh, it just kind of coalesced into a group of six of us uh, going up and uh, uh, heading south. Um, and then my my original intention was just to hike Washington with him, and uh, somehow got talked into. Hiking the whole trail. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, had you done any of the, the sections in Washington before, being that you're from this area? Oh, yes, yes. I've done uh, bits and pieces. Um, the My most fondest uh, time on the trail was in 2016. I did a section between um, Stevens Pass and Snoqualmie Pass mm. with my son as he was uh, getting ready, ready to finish college. So it was a bonding time with us which i i i, I think i'll be fond of uh, for the rest of my life oh man that's that's probably one of your better memories it, you know you could have all these personal memories but uh they're with people that come and go through your life but man you can't take away that family no no especially you know uh, when your son gets up to you know his early 20s uh, having a week alone with him is is, is uh, rare mm. <laughs> very rare no, so it was, awesome. it was a very special time for us. Good stuff. Now, just out of curiosity, because I'm I'm real big about hiking with family. Is that something you guys did as he was growing up, or was that kind of just say, "Hey, you want to come with me" type of thing? Oh yeah, um, that was part of our our our, our bonding time. Um, uh, both when his mother and I were together, and then uh, even more so when when we were separated and and time was limited with my son. Uh, just uh, it's a way to get away from any interferences uh, so you have a, a lot more uh, quality time with your child uh, rather than you know um, the technology interferences the entertainment interferences that would be in normal everyday life yeah you know I have a lot of people that'll ask me you know my I'll take my two daughters out for a backpacking trip and uh, some of the parents that maybe aren't as adventurous they'll say man how could you uh, you know, be away from your their mom that long, and just like, how did you handle it? And I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, man, how could you not handle it? You, you seem to be. I think it's a hyper focus uh, when you're out in nature uh, with without the 
again, interferences to where time, time is different. And, and, you know, you're not aware of, um, what is absent at those mm. times. Um, you know, until, you know, you take a, a brief moment uh, and sit down and, and say, oh, okay, you know, I'm away from some loved one. And, uh, and those times are special too. Uh, I, I think, uh, some, somehow I, I've, uh, bonded more with my family in the last two years than I, I think I have in the, the previous 15. Wow. And I, 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 I um, I, I, I value that, um, almost as much as, um, just being out there, uh, what, what, what the trails have given me in my non-hiking life, uh, is just invaluable. I, I, I can't quite, I still have, have, I'm coming, having a hard time coming to putting it all to words, mm-hmm. what, what, uh, the last two years have, have meant to me. Um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely, you, uh, value your, your whole life even even more so when when you get off the trail so um so back to your wife uh, you, ah. you would probably appreciate it more uh, when, when you get home um those those times oh absolutely well i'm sensing um I, a lot of the a lot of the hikers that have maybe uh, completed a through hike or two or, or a long trail uh, or two uh i get a sense of of philosophy, a little philosophic, uh, in, in, and I see that in you a little bit here as we're already getting started talking. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, kind of down that lines with a question, over these two major hikes that you've done, uh, the Appalachian Trail and, the, and this year the Pacific Crest Trail, um, if the trail could talk, you know, what do you think that trail was saying to you? Uh, I would the trails spoke to me in different, different ways. I, I would answer that question. Um, first, the Appalachian trail kind of, I wouldn't say broke me, but kind of picked those layers apart to mm-hmm. where, um, you, you, I was able to see myself in, in a, in a different, different way. Uh, you're out there, um, day in, day out with your thoughts. And, uh, you know, you can, you can, tend to see some of your foibles too, um, along the trail. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a good thing to, to see where you, you could, uh, could improve your, yourself, uh, you know, with human interactions and, 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 uh, reaction, reaction is a, is a big, big thing I've been in thinking about. Uh, I would say over my lifetime, um, I've, I've been a reactor, uh, my, my financial decisions, my employment decisions, uh, most, most of the time my, my decisions are reactions and I'm finding that, uh, my reactions after these two trails are more, more positive. They're not, uh, not flinching reactions that where, you know, you, you do this because you're getting away from that. Um, so I react positively and keep on pushing forward because every day on a through hike you're going to have inclement weather you're, you're going to have you're always going to have a pain uh, i always said on the pacific crest trail if if i just felt my toe hurting today then it was a pretty good day because mm. something else wasn't hurting more than the toe uh so it you you find a way to react positively no matter what the the situation and um 
I appreciate, I think that the most uh, from these two trails, how I react. Well, it's kind of interesting when you talk about the fact that you and your son went out on a hike and you got that time alone to spend that, that uh, corresponding moments together. And I think a lot of times why I, I sense that the you know through hiker type person is going to be more philosophical is because they've probably had so much more time alone than your average person. I would agree with that. You're also your your social interactions are not at your discretion mm. as well. So I've I've been telling many people I say there's two things I think every American citizen should do is one go on a through hike and then two vote. Um, cause we see that, uh, you have to, on the, on the trail, you have to come to terms with your differences and, 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 and accept different, uh, viewpoints and opinions because you're, you're out there together. Um, you can't really, unless you just decide to start hiking faster, you can't, can't get away from it. So I, I find that, um, you, you learn to interact with diverse groups, um, in the same way that you would react in your in your um, close company, um, just to treat everybody with um, kindness and respect, and uh, and try to understand uh, their viewpoints. Can you talk a little bit about uh, starting the trail this year, uh, going PCT southbound? What time of year was it? Where did you guys kick off from? Of course, I know a lot of these these type of answers just from being a hiker myself, but a lot of people listening might not. And then, and then how does that uh, take from the six people you started with uh, kind of take us on a brief tour of, of how did you guys stay together? Did you split up and how was it different throughout Glacier Peak Wilderness per se or something like that? Well, that's a great question. Cause I, know I was just speaking with uh, one of the fellow hikers about that. Um, so we, we put in on the 25th of June at Hearts Pass, a family member drove us all up, six of us up to Hearts Pass. We hiked to the border and tagged the border about midday on the 26th. So that's when our official through hike began, the 26th of June. And uh, I finished on October 23rd with actually two of the, the six people I started off with. I, I caught back up with them um, just outside of Tehachapi, and we, we finished the trail together. As far as when we started, it was the six of us. We, we kind of bounced back and forth. I was with uh, my friend Honey Legs and, and uh, our other uh, hiking partner, Bear Magnet. And we kind of stuck together, you know, the three of us, um, all the way to, I think, Aetna, California. Um, the other three, uh, Ski Pole, his son Tumblr, and his, his friend Levi, they kind of bounced around with us uh, through through Washington. We we spent some time together in Trout Lake. Uh, once we got to the Washington border, where I had all intentions of, of ending my hike and <laughs> took a day to decide whether to continue, uh, one of the one of the six of us, uh, Levi, he decided to end his hike. So then it was just uh, Tumblr and his son. Um, and then let's see, uh, I, the 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 first one to finish of the six of us was Honey Legs. He finished almost uh, 10 days ahead of um, myself and, and Ski Pole. He, when we left Etna, he, he, uh, we were kind of joking about, you know, hiking by moonlight. Um, some people like to hike at night. Um, it's not my, my personal choice. Uh, so anyway, 
honey lakes got ahead of us and decided to, to hike at night so he, he ended up <clears throat> hiking 80 miles that day wow. uh, actually 27 hour period and uh, obviously he got ahead of us uh, so, <laughs> so he he finished the trail up pretty much uh, solo um i hiked with a bear magnet up into the sierras Bear Magnet had a little bit more time and a little bit more financial uh, reserves than I did. So he, he decided to kind of hit the resorts and, and hit the hostels along the way. And I just, I could not uh, allow that time. So I, I kind of sped up and, and we separated at that point. But it was nice to, I was really excited to uh, run into Ski Pole and Tumblr again and, and to just stick with them. I had all intentions of finishing the Appalachian Trail last year with him and, uh, he had had an injury coming up of Mount uh, Musilaki, uh to where he couldn't finish. So um, I was really it was a special um, to to finish with him. Uh, Ski mm-hmm. Pole's a Southern retired teacher uh, with a, a lot of faith, and he he he's um, almost uh, I would say my grapes of rust. Uh, um, uh, uh, preacher Casey, uh, he's just a, a really really kind-hearted individual that. Uh, um, really gave me a lot of uh, inspiration um, when I needed it, especially on the Appalachian Trail and, and sometimes on the Pacific Crest Trail. Nice. Well, I just kind of want to uh, go off that and just kind of, you know, for the listeners that maybe aren't as keen, uh, we're talking about trail names here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, what was your trail name then? Well, when I, when I first uh, jumped into this through hiking in Denver, I, I really wanted to give myself the name Nobody. Uh, from that uh, um, movie, the Dead Man, or Dead Man, um, Johnny Depp movie years ago. Oh, okay. Um, so I was kind of, I was kind of in the point of reinventing myself on the Appalachian Trail. Well, I had uh, started off hiking the Appalachian Trail in my hiking kilt, and I, I hiked the, the Pacific Crest Trail in my kilt. Um, but at some point, uh, there was, uh, I think, a section hiker, um, young gentleman, that wanted to give me a trail name of, of Hot Dog when we hit a. Uh, uh, some trail magic and I ate two hot dogs at the trail magic and uh, myself and my friend agreed that well, if I ate it like a half a dozen hot dogs I, I should get a, the name hot dog so <laughs> we 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 put a kibosh on hot dog and about a, a day later when I'm trying to avoid a hot dog we're, we're climbing up this mountain and, and I tend to, to go pretty fast as I'm going uphill I take my time a little bit downhill and I was going past this um young hiker i can't remember his name at the time but uh as i'm going past him he you know he says something about my speed and, and, and sees the kilt and he's like well you know you're highlander so you know you're, you have to be highlander so i said <laughs> i'll take it so I've, I've been highlander since uh the spring of last year oh right on that's cool hot dogs only a a, 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 a in the in the rearview mirror huh <laughs> hot dogs in the rearview mirror and 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 not only did I only eat two hot dogs, a hot dog has just uh, too much chop gun to it for me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, well, Highlander's cool. And um, so, yeah. And then, and then do you know any of the uh, origins of, of, you know, like ski poles or anything like that? Yeah. A ski pole is a, is, is like a six, six uh, slender southerner uh, tall as a ski pole. And he actually started hiking the Appalachian trail with ski poles rather than trekking poles. So that's how he he acquired his name. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, talk about kind of the ups and downs in of your Appalachian trial. I would assume it was a lot different because this one was so uh, planned out with people you knew and and all that kind of thing. So so talk about the Appalachian trial then that way. Well, 
on that note, my, my friends kind of planned a Pacific Crest Trail. I I was talked into it finally yeah. about two weeks before we left. Uh, I had acquired some money playing poker and, and finally decided to do it. So my 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 plan my trip on this trail was a lot less planned on the the Appalachian Trail. And on that note, I think it had a little bit more magic to it being not as planned. Uh, Appalachian Trail. I had met a gentleman on the Pacific Northwest Trail in 2017. Uh, we hiked about 200, 250 miles of that trail going um, east to, to west. I stopped in uh, Bonners Ferry, Idaho, due to the forest fire. I don't know if you're sure if you're aware of the, oh, the fires yeah. that were in 2017 along the border there, but it was just too much a risk for me to, to continue. Uh, my friend ended, ended up having to pull off the trail later on, um, but that's a side note. Anyway, we, we, we planned to hike the Appalachian Trail together that, that winter. And uh, the Appalachian Trail, I think, was a good first through hike for me in a few regards. One, it's all the way over on the East Coast. So if you're hiking in 14 days of rain, it's really hard to think, well, maybe I'll pull off the trail and head home and then go back and do it. You, you, gotta, you just got to keep on going. Uh, the other aspect of, of the Appalachian Trail is that it, for a first time through hiker is just the, the community and the trail support. Um, there's many days that I, I just did not think I would complete it, but you would run into some trail magic and, and, or, you know, it's just some community within the towns that they would just almost propel you forward. I felt like I had a lot more community support and, you know, cheerleaders on the the sidelines. So if anyone thinks that they might want to attempt a through hike, I would suggest maybe thinking the Appalachian trail for that aspect. If they do not like to hike in rain, I would suggest not hiking the Appalachian trail. Um, the, The rain, the weather, Weather is a bigger factor on the Appalachian Trail than the Pacific Crest Trail if you if you time it um, properly. Well, I would say also I, I, I joke with a few friends that I met on the Appalachian Trail, some uh, uh, trail maintenance support uh, people that would volunteer for um, certain uh, state uh, like the New York Appalachian Trail Club. It seems to me that over the years on the Appalachian Trail, those states tend to compete with each other mm. uh, in the regard. Like I don't know if you've heard of the 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 moniker for Pennsylvania they call it Rock Rocksylvania because you're you're hiking through all these rocks. Well, I think over the years the state of New York, for example, has tried to compete with that. So they've altered the trail in a sense of its inception. So there's sometimes where you're you're hiking and you're going the complete opposite direction you're supposed to go just because you can go up this mountain just to come right back down again. So I joke with a few friends that, you know, this the Appalachian Trail is more like a BMX bike rider trail than a through hike trail. Um, but, you know, it's the, the, the two are, they're, they're, they're similar in the fact that they're, they're through hiking trails, but they're two separate individuals um, that I have a love for both of them. I, I think my, my love is a little fonder for the Pacific Crest Trail since it was my I, you know, the kindergarten crush, so to speak. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the Appalachian trail, <laughs> uh, DMX bike riders, they, they just constantly alter it. There's, there's one time where you're, you're hiking along in, in New York and you, you can see where the old, the trail used to go through, but you're going up this hillside and you go up this hillside and you're thinking, well, 
I shouldn't go over this because that's going to take that's going to take me west and and then you're hiking along and you, you start coming back down again and you go right back down to the where the trail that you came off of and just yeah. to go just to go the altitude and and I, I think that might be part of that that um, it's like a like the AT has a, a little brother syndrome uh, for the Pacific Crest Trail because there's a few times I remember vividly that I was told that the Appalachian Trail has more elevation gain plus or minus than the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh, and they, they seem to be proud of that. And I, I think that they've, they've worked to, to develop that. So yeah, they've, they've been taking some uh, performance enhancing supplements. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh man. Well, uh, what about, you know, you mentioned your kindergarten crush and uh, that's something I always like to ask hikers, uh, especially somebody like you that, uh, uh, you know, possibly kind of came into this through hiking bug uh you know maybe a little bit later in life i'm not trying to say you're old but uh you know you yeah, yeah. yeah well you know actually that's a, i'm glad you brought that up because you know i really think that's a, another factor i noticed on the appalachian trail and, and, and this trail as well is that i'm in i'm in the middle uh, okay <laughs> I'm in yeah, the yeah. middle of you know you have a lot of 20 year olds hiking the trail and you have a lot of you know 60 and retired um you have also in that regard you have a lot of people that are on the the higher end of the financial spectrum and you have a lot of people on the lower end of the financial spectrum but you don't really see that middle class uh you don't really see the middle middle class individual because we're most of us are off you know stuck in a in a 40-hour <laughs> job uh just trying to make it through the 40-hour work week to get back to the 40-hour work week um, so yeah you know i i always say i'm a i'm a little i i really if if i had my my option to do it over again i i, I would have uh, attempted uh, through hikes in my 20s and, mm -hmm. and not had been uh motivated by 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 my fears yeah i like that i'm, I'm glad you clarified your age too thank you for that <laughs> yeah i wasn't trying to call you out but uh you know oh, no yeah, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I i'm called out on the trail quite a bit uh, <laughs> at this age uh, but well, you know, usually, usually, you know, the the people that are calling me out are in their twenties, and and they're they're trying to keep up with me. So I feel good about that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, so then, so then, going back to that uh, that line of questioning was kind of like you know, you you mentioned kindergarten crush, and of course, you could have meant you know any point in your life there uh, with that term. But uh, when when did you start going outdoors? Were you raised as a kid that way? Oh yeah, very much so. I followed my 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 father's footsteps, and if if I wasn't as quiet as my father's footsteps, I would get that eye. <laughs> I never wanted to see that eye. Uh, my father is a a, a, a hunter. Um, that uh, he's my my hero. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of these places that that are special to me in Washington State, um, they're special because of my father. So I, I was. Um, you know, from time I could walk, uh, following him through the woods, um, you know, hunting, hiking, camping, fishing. Um, yeah, he would be my my influencer. So you're probably a lot like my kids where they probably can't even remember their first hike or, or anything like that, right? Yeah, you know, I would, that's a good question, too. I would think one of those the oldest hikes I can remember fondly, we, 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 as a family went up to the top of sock mountain. If you're familiar with that concrete, oh, yeah. gadget Valley, uh, there used to be a forest lookout up there. And, and it, that hike was so long ago that we actually were, were up to that lookout before they had removed it. So I must've been, 
I mean, maybe maybe seven or eight, and then my brother would have been six, and my my sister four. Um, so yeah, one of the one of the very earlier hikes, and it's still kind of etched in that the the recesses of my brain. Absolutely. Now, are you still a hunter then? You know, I good question. I am not. I I have not been a hunter um, personally. Um, I I have nothing against hunters um and i think if i continue to be a meat heater meat eater i might actually foray into that that area but i've i i would i think my hunting experience stopped when when i was with my father i think it was about 13 uh he had a tag for a doe and uh he had shot a doe and it was one of the very few times that uh, he had shot the animal and didn't instantly kill it. So we get up to the to the doe, and she's looking up at me with those proverbial doe eyes. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, what do we do? You know, how do we save this? And he's like, oh, we do this. You know, and, and her throat is sliced, and next thing I know, I'm you know holding a heart in one hand and a liver in the other. Uh, so you know that that kind of set me back a little bit. Uh, but um, as far as my opinion on hunters, uh, they the non-trophy hunters, the subsistence, subsistence hunters, um, they have uh, my, my full respect and regard. Yeah, you know, a lot of my respect with hunters in Washington State especially is uh, where the heck are they finding these animals? I, I mean, I go hiking all the time, and I never see any deer. I hardly see bear, you know, unless I'm in a national park. Yeah, you know, um, I saw a good area around Cutthroat Pass if you're a elk hunter. Quite a few elk up in that area. Nice. Um, I think some of the the uh, the mule deer you just have to put in your time and, and, and do the hiking in the high mountains. Um, but a lot, a lot of a lot of men um, hunt the whitetail over in eastern Washington. To that tends to be a, a more of a, um, I guess, a yard grazer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot more, a lot more visibility over there. I think less brush and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it's better for yeah. hiking too, right? In eastern Washington. Yeah, I mean just being in a more open area, the meadowy, uh, you yes. know, that kind of thing, right? Yes. Yes. Of course, that's probably some of the difference between the Pacific Crest Trail and the Appalachian Trail is 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 kind of getting to some of those meadowy places, right? What when you when you kind of look back at the two uh, trails now that you've completed both of them, or you know, been on both of them. Did you know which one do you kind of stands out? Are they are they unique in their own way, or did you have a, a favorite other than the fact that you grew up in Washington? You know, um, there's just your your there's days where you're out on your own completely. You might see some hikers in the Pacific Crest Trail, but uh, you're further removed the 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 corridor. Um, for the Appalachian Trail continues to be encroached. I think that's probably why I saw more bear on that trail than the Pacific Crest Trail. It's just they don't have the, the terrain to, to travel, um, so you're, you're you're going through them. Uh, the Pacific Crest Trail just it, it, there's just so much such magic. There's there's a point where I I camped the last day of Washington before we we crossed the Columbia. 
and I, I get up on this tree stump and I can see, I can see Adams. I can see Rainier. I turn around, I can see St. Ellen, St. Helens. And, um, I can see hood. And I saw five, five of our volcanic just by spinning around on the top of a tree stump. Uh, that, that, that can't, <laughs> that would never happen on the, the Appalachian trail. Mm. Um, Katad, and there was one day when we were around Mount Shasta, and you, you just a glorious view of Shasta. And off to the left, there's this shorter, little rounder knob. And I said, "Well, that's that's Katad, <laughs> <laughs> and that you know, because it is it, you know, the highest point on the Appalachian Trail is a is a man-made structure in the Smokies, you know, Clingman's Dome, where you know the this point on the Pacific Crest Trail is in the middle of Sierras." on the top of Forester Pass and it's just, you're surrounded by just monolith on monolith. Um, it's just, it makes you smaller. You, you just feel smaller on the Pacific Crest Trail and not in, not in a bad way. Uh, it just, it's the volcanic activity that the geologic, geologic, uh, you know, uh, calendar that you see as you walk along this trail. Uh, it's it's beyond my words. Uh, yeah, the Pacific Crest Trail is just it's it's a magical magical thing, and uh, we just as citizens we just need need to continue to support and protect our our national wildernesses and national forests, national parks. Um, you don't really you go through a few national parks in the Appalachian Trail, but you're still going through some private lands and skirting private lands. Whereas a lot of the Pacific Crest Trail is it's owned by all of us. You know, it's, it's yours, it's mine. And uh, that that makes it a little more special as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, What about, what about the future for you? Um, Do you have any, I mean, this, this last hike you said just kind of sprung up in in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Have you thought about anything? yeah, currently I'm working two jobs at the office last night. <laughs> credit uh, credit cards and those interest rates get pretty steep. Um, so right now I'm just I'm I'm, I'm pulling back and assessing things. I I would I think I I mentioned that I was kind of peeled apart on the Appalachian Trail, you know, close close to broken. Whereas when I finished this trail, I I I, I felt like I could turn around and, and hike another 2,600 miles. I, mm. I didn't feel like I needed, I needed to rest. And, and I'm, I'm, I want to take that feeling and run with it. So I'm tr- trying to invest it in everything I do. And I, I would like to continue to, to hike. I would like to, to, to make that my life and my lifestyle. I, I'm struggling with a, a, a way of finding uh, that, uh, you know, the income as, as you know, we all need to make a, make a living, but I don't want to, I don't want to just like slap the word Nobo or Sobo on a t-shirt and try to sell it or, or come up, come up with, you know, something else to, to try to sell. I, I really don't want to, to fill this world up with a bunch of more tangible junk just to try to, to get out into nature. Uh, if you can understand that. So, yeah. What what you do and what other people do, I, I really respect uh, to to see that uh, you're you're putting your effort into something that 
it is there, but it, but it's not there. It's not another piece of junk to clutter the world. So um, I'm trying to find find that that outlet. Um, I have I have some uh, community radio experience in the past. I, I volunteered up at the Skagit County or Skagit Valley Radio Station for I don't know seven years. I had a, a spoken word poetry show on. So maybe maybe podcast something like that would be in the future. But it would have to be something um, unique and on its own. Uh, I have a fondness for history and I do, I am a little introspective. <laughs> so if I could turn something of that in, in into something, I, but I'm at this time I'm, I'm, I'm just in between. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Uh, stuck in the middle. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a that's it's such a it's such a cool thing. Uh, I think the problem with people with, uh, you know, you mentioned like podcasting or, or maybe even like YouTube. I think one of the major problems is people want to do almost like that uh, T-shirt version of the, you know, of, of podcasting or, or if you can if you can relate to what I'm saying, um, you know, if you, you can't just you can't just throw something on a podcast and expect it to work. Um, exactly. Th- it's those niche uh you know topics and, and it's kind of funny because uh you know i've been doing this for three or four years now and and at the time this was uh you know one of the only shows when i first started it i think there was uh, a couple others the trail show and um first 40 miles and maybe a couple other ones but you know now there's there's so many um but to be able to find kind of that small thing like when you talk about history instead of trying to to be like the hardcore history uh or or that that, that kind of thing you know it's so big um, but man, maybe, maybe finding something like local history, you know, the, the, you know, the Skagit Valley and the, the Bellingham, that kind of thing. So much, so much history along these trails. Uh, that's, oh, that's yeah. one thing that, uh, you know, that you're, you're hiking on the Pacific Northwest trail. Um, some of the Washington history that you go through is, is, uh, it's pretty, pretty unique. Um, yeah, you know, you just have to find, find your unique niche and, and, um, I, I I just don't want to I don't want to do anything that would uh, feel like I'm 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 you know the quote unquote trying to sell it sell out because um, you know I I really you know I, I admire some of these individuals that are that are out there and, and they're, they're pursuing um, what they what they love and, and, and supporting the trails but um, I, I it's just there's a, a weird tint to it when when to do that they have to to market um stickers and, and t-shirts and sweatshirts and, and things like that <laughs> i completely <laughs> like to understand. avoid that yeah no absolutely well right on man well hey jason thanks so much for coming on the cascade hiker podcast hey thank you Rudy. all right that's the show thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to join the patreon page find me at patreon.com slash cascade hiker podcast also hit me up uh, with an email rudy cascadehikerpodcast.com find me on facebook my facebook page is cascade hiker podcast twitter find me at in underscore cascade hiking and i'm cascade hiker podcast on instagram thanks whiskey fever for letting me use this track here tall grass off their album gonna wake up this whole town go find them at reverbnation.com slash whiskey fever hey see you next week you were sweet like honey on a heartbeat You were fine like wine in the sunshine I could feel you coming on strong Could never be wrong, could never be wrong
see her laying down in the tall grass, playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song. It could never be wrong. It could never be wrong. Where you wanna run, baby, I'll run too. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could just find you.